What do you say we get some rest by meditating on Scripture? And before we dive in, I want to say hello to listeners in Alexandria, Virginia. Most of our listeners, in terms of countries, come from the United States of America. Within the U.S., most of our listeners are in Virginia. And within Virginia, we have the most listeners in Alexandria, which I wasn't really familiar with. I just looked at it on the map and see that it's uh, pretty close, it looks like, to Washington, D.C. And uh, not sure how you folks heard about the podcast, but I'm really glad you did. And I hope that you're enjoying it. And for all of you, if you have any feedback for me, ways I can make this better, email that to, I actually forgot the email address, truesleepfeedback at gmail.com. And I will see it and I'll take it into account and try to make this the best it can be. Now, we're in Job this evening, and once again, I'm not going to pretend that I fully understand all this, and I want another disclaimer out there that, as I've said before, for me to keep this podcast up, I really can't do a whole lot of preliminary study and research. So I am meditating on this with you live and our focus is just to let the words speak for themselves. So I'm not going to offer any interpretation of things that I'm not sure of. Some of this will remain mysterious. But we're going to meditate on this passage starting at Job chapter 2, verse 7. Again, a strange passage to meditate on to get rest, but I believe all of God's word is profitable and any section of it is good for this kind of meditation. So let's get started. It says, So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with loathsome sores from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took a piece of broken pottery with which to scrape himself while he sat in the ashes. All right, so I'm sure you have this passage memorized already. I imagine you have it printed on a coffee mug. Let's just take it for what it says. So Satan. Satan has been mentioned before in the book of Job. He has been interacting with God. And specifically, they've been interacting about this one man named Job, who is the epitome of a righteous human being. Someone who is blameless, someone who feared the Lord. So right off the bat, we just need to meditate on the fact that Satan exists. Now, I know that might not seem restful, but it is true, and it's good to meditate on the dark aspects of reality and not only the bright aspects, because it helps us make more sense out of our experience. So Satan is real. He exists. He's the father of lies. He is the tempter. He is the accuser. And he is attacking Job. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. How could Satan be in the presence of the Lord? This passage offers no explanation. just states it, that this happened. He had had an audience with the Lord. They discussed Job. Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with loathsome sores from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Now, to identify with Job, here's something we can meditate on. One of the ways... Job was tormented during this season of his life 
apart from his loss of his family and his livelihood that we've already seen earlier in the book of Job, was these, these physical ailments, sores all over his body, from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head. Have you ever been in such a condition that you had some ailment that just afflicted your entire body like that? You may be in some kind of physical discomfort right now. It might be helpful for you to just meditate on the fact that that is an affliction that is common to man and it's not the first time and won't be the last. And in Job's case, it came directly from our enemy, Satan. Now, I don't see any indication that Job knew that's where this ailment came from. For all he knew, it was environmental or uh, he just probably didn't really know that Satan was so involved in this affliction. How did he cope with it? In verse 8, he took a piece of broken pottery with which to scrape himself while he sat in the ashes. This is just so evocative. I, this is actually a part of Scripture that I have remembered better than others because there's just something so human about him dealing with these sores by scraping it with a piece of broken pottery. Just take a minute. I know it's gross, and this is just its bizarre to meditate on this, to try to rest, but just try to picture this poor man using broken pottery like this to try to soothe and deal with his wounds and his sores. Try to see him there sitting in the ashes where he was mourning the loss of his loved ones. And as if all that was not bad enough, Satan attacking him directly. Let's read on into verses 9 through 10 and see how his own wife even turns against him. Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. Now we don't know a whole lot else about Job's wife, other than that they had a large family before losing them in all the tragic events of Job chapter 1. And we know that Job was blameless and upright and one who feared the Lord and turned away from evil. So we know what her husband was like, but we get this little glimpse, and I don't know if it was the tragic events that turned her cynical and bitter, or if this was how she always was, but she thought Job should just let go of trying to maintain his integrity and turn against God and let go of life itself, curse God and die. This is really bad. You might be in some really bad situation right now, and it might even be this bad, because people do get into bad situations. 
how are we as God's people supposed to respond when it gets this hard? Well, let's look at how Job responded in verse 10. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women would speak. That's a pretty diplomatic thing to say from Job. He doesn't say, you're a fool. He says, you're speaking like a foolish woman would speak. He goes on, shall we receive good from God? And shall we not receive evil? Could also be translated disaster. Now that is a good question. This is a great question to meditate on. As Christians, we believe that God is sovereign. We believe that He is in control, that even disasters that occur are not a surprise to Him and are not outside of His control. Bad things don't happen because God couldn't stop it. Bad things happen because God in His sovereign wisdom that surpasses our all of our understanding allows it to happen. And so believing that, Job processes all of this suffering by saying, if, if I'm going to accept good from God, I'm also going to accept disaster because I trust God. And then the passage ends with, in all this, Job did not sin with his lips. So this was a sinless way to talk in the midst of suffering. Now, we all have some type of suffering in our lives because life in this fallen world is hard. And to get good, true rest, we don't need to distract ourselves from it. We can look it straight on based on the truth of God's Word. And so I invite you to do that now. Think about the most painful aspect of your life right now. What is the most painful aspect of your life right now? I'll give you 15 seconds to pull it up in your mind. Okay, so you have the most painful aspect of your life in mind. Now, keep that there, but also pull up what is the most pleasant aspect of your life right now, the best part of your life. Give you about 15 seconds to pull that up in your mind. Now, holding those two realities side by side, the good and the bad, because we believe that God is omnipotent and omniscient and omnipresent, all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere, it's important for us to look through those, follow the, the trail, connect the dots from those to God, and say with Job, 
Shall we receive good from God and shall we not receive disaster? For some reason, God who is good and powerful has allowed that painful part of your life to exist. It might be in consequence to your sin. You may be experiencing consequences of your own sin or folly. That happens. It might be in consequence of other people's sins. Because sin is serious and it does wreak havoc in our own lives and in the lives of others. It might be a more general consequence of the fallenness of creation. So not directly attributable to anyone's sin, but just a fact of life in a messed up, broken world awaiting redemption upon Jesus' return. It could be directly caused by our enemy, Satan and his demonic forces. Think about it for a little bit. What do you think is behind that pain? And now the most important question. Can you trust God in the midst of that pain like Job did? Can you trust that he is still there, that he is still good, and that he must know things that we don't to continue to allow this pain to exist? Can you talk to him about it in prayer? Go to him now in prayer and talk to him about the pain you are experiencing and ask him the questions that you need to ask and ask him to comfort you and ask him to give you relief. And let's ask him together to give you rest right now. Father, would you please give this listener deep, true, real rest, rest that is based on a deep, secure trust in your goodness and power and sovereignty. Even if there's pain in their life, even if there's physical pain in their body, let them take comfort and solace in their faith in you. Or may we all have the integrity of Job, and as we collide with the forces of Satan and the fallenness of this world and the consequences of sin, let us stay true to you by the power of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.